Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Narayanang namaskriptyam Naranchayva narotaman Devin sarasvatim vyasam Tatoyayan udhirajet Nasta prayesu vadresu Nityam bhagavata sevaya Bhagavati Utamai Sloke Bhaktir Bhavati Naistikim We are reading uh, Hare Krishna, thank you so much for coming. It's very inspiring to see you here. Uh, we are reading Srimad Vatan to the fifth canto, chapter 27. Oh, sorry, tw 26 is the last chapter of this canto. The title is The Hellish Planets and text number 37. Uh, it's a prose, so I will read once and then we can repeat word by word and translation. Evan vida naraka yamala ye santi satasa sahasrasas tesu sarve shucha sarva eva dharma bartino ye kechit ihodita anuditas chavani pate paria jena vasanti tataiva dharma nubartina itaratra ihatu punar vave Ta uvaja seshavyan nivishanti. If you can repeat after me, please. Evan vida of this sword. Naraka the many hells. Yama alaye in the province of Yamaraj. San, shanti, shanti are satasaha hundreds sahasrasaha thousands tesu in those hellish planets sarvesu all cha also sarve all eva indeed Adharma Bharatina, person not following the Vedic principles or regulative principles. Jekechit, whosoever. Iha, here. Uditaha, mentioned. Anuditaha, not mentioned. Cha and Avanipate, O King, 
paria jena according to the degree of different kind of sinful activities. Vishanti, they enter. Tata Eva, similarly. Dharma Anubartina, those who are pious and act according to the religious principles. Obedic injunctions. Itaratra, elsewhere. Iha, in this planet. Tu, bad. Punabave, into another birth. Te, all of them. Uvaya, Sheshaviam, by the reminder, so remainder of the results of piety, or vice versa. Sorry, or vice. Niveshanti, they enter. Translation. My dear King Parikshit, in the province of Yamaraj, there are hundreds and thousands of hellish planets. The impious people I have, I have mentioned, and also those I have not mentioned, must all enter these various planets according to the degree of their impiety. Those who are pious, however, enter other planetary system, namely the planets of the demigods. Nevertheless, both the pious and impious are again brought to earth after the results of their pious or, or impious act are exhausted. Purpose. This, corres this corresponds to the beginning of Lord Krishna's instructions in Bhagavad Gita, Tata Dehantara Praftir. Within this material world, one is simply meant to change from one body to another in different planetary systems. Urduan Gachanti Satwa Sta. Those in the modes of goodness are elevated to the heavenly planets. Adob Gachanti Tamasaha. Similarly, those too engrossed in ignorance enter the hellish planetary systems. Both of them, however, are subjected to the repeat repetition of birth and death. In the Bhagavad Gita, it is stated that even one who is very pious returned to earth after his enjoyment in the heaven in the higher planetary system is over. Kshine Punje Martya Loka Vishanti. Therefore, going from one planet to another does not solve the problems of life. The problems of life will only be solved when we no longer have to accept a material body. This can be possible if one simply becomes Krishna conscious. As Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita 4.9, Yamakarmacha Medivyam Evanjoveti Tatata, 
Tiaktuan de hampunar yangma, naitiman etisorjuna. One who knows the transcendental nature of my appearance and activities that does not, upon leaving the body, take this birth, his birth again in this material world, but attain my eternal abode, O Arjuna. This is the perfection of life and the real solution of the life problems. We should not be eager to go to the higher heavenly planetary system, nor should we act in such a way that we have to go to the hellish planet. The complete purpose of this material world will be fulfilled when we resume our spiritual identity and go back home, back to Godhead. We very, the very simple method for doing this is prescribed by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Sarva dharman paritiaman ehan saranambraja. One should be neither pious nor impious. One should be a devotee and surrender to the lotus feet of Krishna. This surrendering process is also very easy. Even a child can perform it. Man mama. One must always simply think of Krishna by chanting Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. One should become Krishna's devotee. Worship him offer an offer of incense to him. Thus one should engage all the activities of his life in the service of Lord Krishna. Orangyanati Miranda Sya Gyanan Gyana Salakaya Chakshurulumitanjana Tasmai Sri Guravena Maha Mukankaroti Vatalam Fangung Langaja Tegirin Jat Kripata Mahambande Sri Guru Dinatarinam Brahmananda Vardhanam Sri Chaitanya Ishwaran Nahum Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prestaya Bhutale Srimate Bhaktivedanta Swami Itinamine Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvisesa Sunjavadi Paschatya Deshatarinam Vanchakalpa Taruyasya Kripa Sindhuryayavacha Patita Nam Pavanevyo Vaishnavivyo Namonamaha Yaisi Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadadhar Sri Vas Adi Gauravakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare well, we are just at the conclusive part of the, this canto, and uh, as such, it's very clearly stated what is the real problem, what is happening. It's, uh, it's uh, like always we hear about uh, the principle that being in the heavenly planets or in the hellish planet is just a passing through the living entity, going through different 
type of birth and death. It's a cycle that is determined by the quality of our activities, our consciousness, basically. As we were studying in this, especially the, the description of the universe and how the living entities are placed in this different part of the universe, it's def determined by the quality of their consciousness. And what the cons consciousness is about. And especially in the material world, we know that the big problem or the main, the root cause of our experience in the material world or the material life is the false identification. So everything uh, goes um, based on that principle. The false identi identification with the body, either gross or subtle, the root cause of our conditioning. So that is nicely described also by Kapiladev in the third canto when he's instructing Devahuti about uh, the Sankhya philosophy, the importance of the difference. We need to identify the difference between spirit and matter. And this, because the combination of these two elements take place in oh, it's our experience, or what is we experience in this material life. But if we really understand how this takes place, then we can also overcome the difficulties, even find a way to come out from this conditioning. Um, it's, uh, as we said in the beginning, the real cause is that false identification with the body. The, con the material, materialistic life based on um, the body, who I am, and whatever is related to this body is mine. So that tendency, it's creating all the varieties uh, of states of consciousness and influenced by the modes of nature. So we have all the different species of life, and also these are placed in different planets, in different uh, uh, systems are not based on the product of their activities, of course, based on the consciousness and the combination of modes of nature. But it's a cycle. And it's so that we are so much bound to that, that it's difficult to come out from there. So the understanding or the knowledge of how to come out from there is very important. Because otherwise we are continuing for thousands and millions of lives in this cycle of repeat, birth, and death. Because we are too much um, influenced by this false understanding of who we are. So the Vahuti uh, it's asking to Kapiladev, said how this can take place? Because spirit and matter, they are two different things. And actually, how they can combine the spirit or spiritual soul has nothing to do with the material, uh, the, with matter. They are different in nature, different type of Krishna's energy. So how we can explain what we are experiencing in our life? Because uh, while we are in this body, 
We have different uh, emotions. Uh, we feel we have experience of uh, suffering or enjoyment. How, how that takes place is uh, where it, that is uh, take place in the mind. In this is the soul itself. So it's Devahuti is with that doubt and he's asking. Um, then in that way is that Kapiladev is explaining how this takes place. And uh, he said it's based of the false ego. And how this false ego is um, described with, in three different levels. I thought it quite interesting. I, I was listening to a lecture of Bhaktivikyan Swami who explained this point very nicely. So if you allow me, I'll share with you what I understood of that lecture. And I thought it, it was quite um, graphic, uh, important, because that gave us uh, uh, the opportunity to take charge or to take the responsibility how we can come out from these clashes with this entanglement, this bonding aspect of material nature on us as a spiritual soul. So uh, Bhaktivigyan Swami Maharaj explained that uh, the false ego has three levels, that again, it's based in the explanation of Kapiladev, and he said, um, we have the, 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 um, the spiritual soul identified with the body, um, with the ex activity of the body, in that sense, it takes the, the, the identification of I'm the doer, kartituam. So, but actually, the soul, it's not doing anything. It's the body that is acting based in the influence of material nature. But we think we are the doer. So we identified with the, the activities of the body. That is a nice explanation. Probably you can relate, like I, many times I do, when, when we watch a movie or a theater, a performance, a performance where we see the actors doing a lot of, uh, they scene, for example, they're showing some emotions, and we are so much identified with what we are watching that we experience even, we think, we experience what the actors are doing. It's so much our identification that, that in psychology it's called vicarious learning because you, through others, you, you, you get it, and you think that it's even you. So in that way, is the soul is watching the body, and identified with the body, doing things, and it, it experience that. So, but it's not like the soul is, is doing it, but by identifying with, art, with the actors, so it's experiencing, or it has the opportunity to the, the capacity to experience the action of the body. So that's one level the, of that conditioning, the kartituan uh, aspect. I'm the doer, so I can do things, I'm the achiever, or, or I, I fail, so based on that aspect. The other level, a little bit more subtle, and it's hard, is the level of uh, the identifying with the qualities, with the mind, the qualities of the mind. So when you watch a movie, uh, you can have the opportunity, well, 
I like the movie and I'm observing that it's, I, I can decide myself not to, to identify with what is happening and come out from the movie and nothing much influencing us. But when you are too much engrossed, identifying with what is happening in the movie, it's difficult to come out from there because uh, you are, it's like a, being uh, chained in a chair and you are forced to observe what's happening until the end. It, generally, it's a horror. My, my Guru Maharaj said it's like a horror movie that you are experiencing everything, but actually it's just a movie, but you are forced to experience that. But it's because the identification with the, experience, with the qualities of the mind, that it's a little harder to overcome. And it's uh, uh, Krishna in, uh, explained this uh, more in detail in the 11 cantos, Srimad Bhavatam. And it's very interesting, also the connection of the third canto and the 11 canto. When I was trying to prepare the class, I was reading some chapters, and it quite, for, to me, it was quite revealing many aspects. It's when Krishna, uh, in his conversation with Uddhava, he also explained about uh, the condition in how this takes place and uh, the false ego. And he gives three analogies to Uddhava, how the false ego, or how the living entity is influenced by the false identification. And uh, as we said, one is the, by observing a performance and the audience take the identity, experience what the actors are doing. And even when in the, um, my Guru Maharaj is, um, expert in drama, theater, and he many times mentions about uh, the performance of the actor, the, the quality of performance of the actor is um, evaluated based on how much effect can produce in the audience. So actually, it's the audience who are experiencing the performance, not uh, the actor. The, uh, when we see, for example, the actors crying or, or being happy, but it's their acting, and they are, they are not really crying or feeling sad. It's the audience who perceive that. It's such the intensity of the concentration, the identification of the audience that they themselves experience those emotions and they uh, assess the performance of the actor based on how they are able to um, experience that, uh, how much move uh, I am with that. So in that way, if we understand how our false identification or false ego influence us by being identified with the body and the mind, and especially the qualities, so Krishna gives the, the analogy in the text, if I'm not wrong, yeah, 53 and 55, the chapter 11, uh, 22, uh, 11 canto. Three similes that uh, Krishna explained. He says that um, uh, when we, for example, are in a boat and uh, we are in the river, we see that 
the, in the other, other side of the river, on the, the bank of the river, the, while we are moving, the trees are also moving. The reflection of the trees on the water is also moving. We see that. But actually, the trees are not moving. The trees are standing there. But we, we see that they are moving. So, but giving the quality or the, uh, to something that is actually not taking place is identifying with that quality. That's another way how falsely we identify something that is not taking place. That is an, one analogy of Krishna. And the second thing about the quality of the mind, identifying with the quality of mind, Krishna gives the similitude of um, a madman, sorry, or the rolling of the eyes. Yeah, that is the, the, the analogy. It's a, when we, for example, dance, uh, perhaps some of you expert dancers, and you are rolling, the eyes, after sometimes rolling, you stop, but the eyes are continue rolling for a moment and you see all everything is moving. And we think that all around it's moving, but actually it's not. It's the eyes that are moving. So the property of the eyes is moving. But we give the, the quality of moving to other things that actually they are not. So it's in a way how Krishna explained when we identify, identify with the qualities of the mind, like, a, for example, um, a Brahmana or a um, um, a determined person and uh, beautiful and intelligent. And so those kind of qualities that is just part of the qualities of the mind, if we identify with that, it's another uh, level of uh, I false identification, um, the expression of false ego. That also condition us. And Vishwanatha Chakravarti Thakur also gave another example that perhaps can help us to understand better this analogy that Krishna gives. He said when, for example, we see a person, a madman, that is possessed by ghosts, and he acts in a very, very crazy way. So we say, oh, this person is like that, or is, but actually, that person, it's not like that, it's influenced by the ghost. But we are attributing that person those qualities. In the same way, when we identify with the qualities of the mind, falsely, we consider what, that is us, but actually it is not. As a spiritual soul, with us, <clears throat> we don't have nothing to do with the mind, or qualities of my mind, but we identify with that. And we act based on that, that it's so strong <clears throat> that we uh, constantly, every day, every minute of our life, we act based on those qualities that we are identified, falsely identified. And, but by doing that, we reinforce this conditioning, <clears throat> this false identification, and in that way, uh, we will continue with this cycle of repeat birth and death because different bodies. And the other aspect of um, the false ego, <clears throat> we said it's three levels, is the bhakti twan aspect that uh, Krishna gives the example of uh, the dreams. 
when, <clears throat> when a person is uh, sleeping, uh, while he's dreaming, uh, he's experiencing perhaps some suffering or something is happening, somebody is uh, killing or, or perhaps some kind of enjoyment and it's experiencing the intensity of emotions, but actually it doesn't take place because that person is just lying down on the bed. Perhaps it's a very comfortable bed and uh, air conditioner, but in his dream, it's uh, perhaps it's uh, being tortured, it's a nightmare, but it doesn't, it's not taking, that is, that is not taking place. So it's similarly, it's the, but, the, the soul, when it's identified with the, what is happening with the body, the soul experiences the emotions that, uh, for example, if it's happy or if it's suffering or the comfort, because of that identification. So three levels, identification with the act activity, the capacity of agency of the body, the uh, identification with the qualities of the mind and the identification with the experience of the body. So three different levels of false ego that are conditioning us, making and uh, um, act in a way and that is confusing who, uh, our identity. And we think that we are suffering or we are uh, happy so, but it's not nothing to do with the soul. By understanding this point, for example, Krishna explained, he said, you need to act as an observer, what is taking place. Uh, Krishna Chitra Maharaj once, um, he was explaining how this takes place when we place the soul over self, like an observer, a um, observer of what is happening over, uh, observing over emo emotions, uh, like a torture when he's um, pulling in the, his uh, limbs, like a protecting itself, but it's nothing is taking place actually with the, with the turtle, tor turtle? Yeah, turtle, sorry, my, my pronunciation. Uh, but it's being observer, what is actually taking place. And then if we practice in that way, so we will be able to take control of what, how we act, how we, uh, uh, what we feel. So if we take that um, proactive attitude, be more taking responsibility of what is happening in our life, especially in our spiritual practice, we, have, we will have more chances to come out from this difficult, uh, insurmountable cycle of repeat birth and death. So I thought this point is quite interesting, quite important for us to understand. And because many times we, can, uh, we have the attitude of, uh, oh, it's my karma, or it's my uh, astrological chart, yeah, it's what's happening, and so, uh, yeah, it's my conditioning, and yet it is like that, but actually, it, if we really understand who we are, it's a little, it's a, it, we have the opportunity to place ourselves to, uh, above of that. 
and take more responsibility and act based on that. And it's not easy, definitely, because we have been uh, influenced in this cycle of condi material conditioning for thousands, millions of life. And suddenly now we, we can try pretend in just one uh, life or no, easy to, to overcome that by our own endeavor. It's not, it's not easy. It doesn't have overnight, happen overnight. So it needs practice. And Bhaktivigyana um, Maharaj, um, he emphasized the importance to be more kind with ourselves. If we understand this principle, when we, for example, do not identify too much with the good aspects in our life, when, for example, some good achievements or happiness is taking place, when we do not over-identify with that, gradually we will also learn not to identify ourselves when, when suffering or difficulties are taking place. But uh, Krishna also, because Uddhava asked uh, Krishna, uh, how we can overcome this condition, and it's very difficult, Krishna. No? And Krishna said, no, you, you have to do it. We have to overcome that identification. Uh, but uh, Krishna is a little bit more radical when he expressed in the fifth canto, uh, sorry, 11th canto, in the text number uh, 58 and 59, Krishna he said that, for example, when he's about to explain the Avanti Brahmana pastime, I don't know if you heard about the Avanti Brahmana pastime, but um, Krishna said, uh, I don't have the 11 canto here, but I'll try to paraphrase that. Um, the, uh, we should not be affected if somebody, for example, urinate on us or insult us or, or mistreat us. We need to uh, rise our consciousness above over, of those things with intelligence. And Udava was like a very concerned, how we can do that? It's very difficult. How, how can that take place? How can that can be possible? Because if somebody, for example, spit on us, it is... It's very difficult to tolerate. I, I'm trying to imagine that it was so hard to, to not react to that. And if, even if somebody, for example, says some bad words to you, insult to you, we feel affected. Uh, I do many times. Or what to say, for example, is very hard for us if, if we hear that somebody do it or do some no good comments about us maybe 10 years ago or whatever. But it's also affecting us, how we can tolerate those things. We are so much influenced by those kind of uh, external things that happen from other living entities to us. We hear, in, as part of the VACTA training program, three types of miseries that come to us that we have no control upon that. You remember all those very easy things? Adivautika klesha, adivautika klesha. We repeat constantly about it. Adivautika klesha, adivautika klesha, adivautika klesha. Even we, we ourselves, we self-inflicted sufferings. 
So because, again, this identification, false identification with the body and the mind that take place. And, uh, and Krishna, give, uh, Krishna is so kind that he's giving us the, the, the secret to come out from that. And uh, in the previous texts also, Prabhupada very nicely was emphasizing, presenting, okay, there is a solution for this, there is a solution for this. What is the solution? Do you remember the purport that we read? Um, yes, yeah, surrender to be engaged in devotional service. So this is the solution, and uh, and Krishna explained just in the uh, as a conclusion in the Bhagavad Gita, no? Paritranaya. Um, no, sorry, um, the surrender unto me, Sarva Dharma Paritya. Sorry, my brain. Sarva Dharma Paritya, just surrendering to me. Don't, don't just uh, be engaged in devotional service. Those sinful activities of those good activities, so-called good activities that you perform, forget about it. I'll take care of that, Masuchaha. Don't do not fear. I'll protect you if you surrender to me. Become my devotee. And Prabhupada all the time is in his purpose mentioning, pointing out the importance of being engaged in devotion and service as the solution for the effective solution to come out from this cycle of repeat birth and death and the, the deepness, the, the strong grief that we have with this false identification. And nicely in this purpose as well, especially in this text, Prabhupada said um, the purpose of this material world is fulfilled when we reassume our spiritual identity and go back home, back to Godhead. So when we reassume our identity, that is who we are. Actually, we are already free. We don't have we don't have anything to do with the with the material nature with matter. But it's us who we we ourselves we inflict this conditioning because it's so much deep of on us with because this false identification with the body with the mind, whatever is happening around us, we take, we take it seriously. Unfortunately, yeah, it's happening. But again, Krishna is so kind. <laughs> Prabhupada said in the purpose, even a child can take advantage of this process. We engage or become a devotee, we engage in devotional service and the main and the easy way is by chanting the glories, the names of Krishna. And in this text, in the purpose, Prabhupada said, by just simply chanting Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So by doing that, even conscious and unconscious, gradually we will resume, awaken our real identity. 
So my point basically was uh, trying to share with you this basic understanding, this knowledge about why or what's happening with us, why we are experiencing um, this conditioning because of that false identification. And because of that, we are going to different planets from the superior planetary system to the lowers, and we are experiencing just as a cycle. And we, we, were all, we went there. So all of us, we were in the higher planetary systems with the demigods all enjoying that. And all of us, we were also in the helic planet. So we already gone all these millions of lifetimes. It's a cycle. So it's nothing new in that way. But um, by understanding that, what is the, the key, the knowledge, the secret for that, so we can take more proactive acti uh, activity, take responsibility of this, how we can come out from this conditioning. So um, I stop here. If um, any questions, any comment? Yes, Madhuji. Okay, definitely the pain exists, it's there, but how we, we respond to that, that is different. No, it's, we were talking in the beginning about, sorry, if you, about the three types of miseries that it's happening, it's taking place, adiabatic aklesia, the, the suffering inflicted for other living entities, Adidaivika klesha, suffering inflicted by the devas, or the nature, and the suffering inflicted by adiatmika klesha, by the mind and the body itself. So that is taking place, definitely. And Krishna, Krishna also explained that everybody, everybody has to pass through this, this experience, the suffering, even devotees. Uh, we think that a spiritual life is, okay, I surrender, I'll practice a spiritual life, so no more suffering, for example. We think like that. Sometimes we have that naive understanding that a spiritual life is, every, everything is nice, all the problems are solved, and uh, everything, yeah, a lot of nice, sweet prasad, and whatever it is. No? So we got that false understanding about the spirituality, especially spiritual life in Krishna consciousness. But actually, it's not like that. Uh, we are experiencing a lot of challenges and difficulties, and, and Krishna said, you be prepared, it will happen. And especially in the life of many devotees, pure devotees and advanced devotees, we hear that they didn't get it easily. There were a lot of difficulties. And Jesus, for example, Jesus Christ, he was crucified, a lot of pain and things, and uh, that's quite strong. And <clears throat> Oharidas Thakur, for example, being beaten 22 marketplaces, and, or uh, even Ramanujacharya and Kuresh, by Kuresh, the life of Kuresh, probably you heard that Kuresh was, um, uh, his eyes were blackout, yeah? And he was an advanced devotee for serving his guru. 
And he was submitted to that such pain and such suffering. But how he reacted, it's different. We, cannot, we don't have control how others are acting or doing things upon us. We don't have control about it. But we do have control how we respond to that. So uh, that's also the teachings of the Abra, um, Avanti Brahmana that, uh, that's more described in the uh, 11th canto. And that's the way how Krishna responds to Uddhava, no? because Uddhava said, how, how, that, how we can do overcome this kind of sufferings and not be affected because we are interacting in the, with the society, with people, the nature. So that's taking place. It's, it's true, but it's relative, it's, but it's taking place. And Krishna explained the pastime of Avanti Brahmana. And the conclusion of the Avanti Brahmana, for example, just again paraphrasing, is that, well, I cannot blame to others uh, what is taking place in my life, you know, the suffering that is happening in my life. I cannot blame the, uh, the, my karma to other people or, or the loss of nature. I cannot. The only thing I can I, I, the, the, I have to understand is that my suffering is because I'm identified with the mind. So before in previous class we were ex explaining the difference between pain and suffering. The pain exists, but the suffering actually is what the mind experiences with it. So we, if we understand that and we don't identify with that, so we can rise our consciousness to a higher level. It's not easy, definitely. It's not easy at all. While I'm talking this myself, I'm like, come on, I don't, feel, I don't feel authorized to talk about it because uh, as we were sharing, if somebody says something not so nice to me, I'll, I'm still affected for that. You know, or somebody even spit upon me, well, Krishna, what is it? I get affected, things like that. But, but if we understand that we, we how it, what that actually the dynamic, what is taking place, so we can be more active or take responsibility to change that. That is the main purpose. By understanding what is taking, what is happening, this knowledge, with empower us to help us to come out from this cycle. Yeah. Anything else I can, any questions? It's not easy topic, sorry. I just wanted to share with you what, I thought it was quite interesting, this class. I humbly suggest you, please, if you can listen back to Vigiano Maharaj's class about uh, um, what was the title of the class? Oh, the victim mentality. The victim mentality. Victim, victim mentality. Because we tend to blame others, what is happening to us, and wow, others are doing me, look at me, um, this person did that to me, and well, yes, oh, this, is my, this is my childhood, my traumas, this is, uh, so we tend to identify easily with those stuff. 
everybody, nobody's, nobody's an exception, just in case. No? But in many degrees, we tend to identify with that, and we suffer for that. And because of that identification, we also see others in the same way. When Krishna was mentioning about the rolling uh, quality of the eyes, we see this world through the eyes. So because we identify with this quality of the mind, we also deal or interact with people in that way. We see the nature, what's happening outside of us in that way too. So it's just projecting our own conditioning. Uh, but yeah, again, we need to understand what is taking place, what is ha happening actually. So then, take responsibility. Yeah. Uh, well, we we well. I don't know if I understood your question. You said that uh, when we said that people are going upper in the planet, superior planetary system. You mean? Or? Well, yeah, but there are bodies, uh, superior bodies, for example, to be in the he heavenly planets, your body has to be very higher. Hmm? It's also, it implies that too. Yes, also because in this material planet, we experience hellish condition too. Yeah, people are in a human form of body experiencing the quality of life is so difficult, so hellish. When we were talking also on some documentaries sometimes when I watch and I watch Krishna, a lot of suffering and people are so much engrossed in that condition. That is, yeah, it can be also taking place. Is, is that what you're mentioning, Mataji? Not necessarily is going geographically in a heavenly planet and a hellish planets or subterranean planetary systems. Yeah, yes, Vilas Swarga, yeah. Yes, uh, any, uh, that answer? Yeah, and then not necessarily it has to be uh, physical, but also it's more a state of consciousness. Again, the main point is that these uh, forms of life is a combination of our false identification and the influence of three modes of material nature. That, that is that combination that, that creates this variety of forms of life and what we are experiencing too. So Krishna explains that when we think we are the doer and Krishna, actually what's, what, who is the doer? Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, the three modes of nature actually, the, that is, the, they are doing that. What is the, actually what they are, the, uh, performance of the, what's taking place. And we are just observers. Anything else? Any comments, comments? Thank you so much for your time and listening. 
Vaishnavivyo, Namo Namaha. Samarita Bhagavatam Indukishila Prabhupada Kiyaya.